everybody, and welcome to the Hoopball Orlando Magic podcast. I am your host, Alan Barney. You can follow me on Twitter at AlanJ underscore B. And this today is a the opening episode of the Hoopball Orlando Magic podcast. And today the goal of the show is to give a rundown of how the Magic preseason went as they went one and three over their four games over the past couple of weeks. And then start to dive in and give my version of the 2021-2022 season preview for the Orlando Magic. Obviously, first things first, it is a rebuilding era for the Magic. A lot of changes were made during last season. They got rid of the stars of the franchise for the past few years, like Nick Vucevic and Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier. Got a lot of draft picks and young players in return. So for Magic fans, obviously, they need to be patient because this is not going to be a quick flip around and turn and be a playoff contender. This is going to take a couple of years, probably three at the minimum. A lot of, But with that being said, there's a lot of positivity to go with these types of rebuilds, if you think about it. I mean, they're not going to win a whole lot of games this year anyway, but there's got to be excitement found in the process. And for me, I would say that that is an exciting thing to go through, especially for a team you're very much invested in, you know, eventually seeing the, the young players grow up and improve night to night to the point where they can be playoff contenders con- contending for championships that you start to, I don't want to say copy the 76ers way of doing things, but trust the process, you know, it's, finding enjoyment in the journey because it's going to be a little bit of a long one for the magic like i said they tore it down got rid of a lot of the veteran players they kept around they kept terrence ross he was the one although he might be a trade candidate this year at 30 years old but that's the sentiment for the magic you know just take it slow to make it a development year for these young players i mean they the the magic have the third youngest average age on the roster at 24.7 years old, which is almost two years younger than the league average for a player in the NBA. The average NBA player age is 26.2 years old. So obviously, you know, things could happen where they surprise and get on a nice run here and there. But what you're going to see with a lot of young players is inconsistency. You're going to see the highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows, and for Magic fans, it's, it's probably going to be frustrating sometimes, but at the same time, it's going to be exciting. It's more about appreciating the journey for what they have to come. Before we get into the preseason, I really want to dive into my season preview here. And I, before, and we'll start off with the Magic, of course, in the offseason, got rid of Steve Clifford and brought in their new head coach, Jamal Mosley, who is the 15th head coach in Magic history. He's had he's been in the NBA a little bit now and on the coaching side. He spent he started out his coaching career with the Nuggets. He was in player development and advanced scouting and eventually moved his way up to assistant coach by 2007. And that's where he stayed until 2010. Then he made the jump to the Cavaliers, where he was an assistant coach for four years and then moved his way on down to Dallas, where he became 
the 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 main defensive assistant head coach and spent seven seasons on that staff and part of probably the hiring process for the magic was seeing Mosley do head coaching work on the Mavericks summer league team which he's had the opportunity to do the past couple of years and they must have part of that process they must have liked what they have saw from there with Mosley as I said he's gained a reputation as the as a defensive guy first, defensive first guy over in Dallas, he put a lot of emphasis on the de- on the defense. Uh, we've seen that translate over with the Magic in the preseason. I know I didn't want to dive into that, but I'll get to it anyways. The Magic's defensive rating in the preseason was 102.5, which was 13th in the NBA, you know, middle of the road, closer to the top half. And but there were some some concerning stats. They had a 69.1% defensive rebound rate, which you know could lead to a lot of open threes. So that's something they got to work on. But back to Mosley, it's been a long time coming for him. As he's like I said, he's been in the league now 15 years as an assistant head coach. Uh, He's gonna now while we know he's got the acumen on defense to coach, he's really got to work on the offense and. The offensive philosophy, according to Mosley, is evolving, but the the goal is to have it be modern and high speed where the pace can be picked up at any time. And he wants to obviously translate the defense to the offense. So it'll be interesting to see if he can put that in motion. The And we've already heard of what Mosley's called the 21 offense, which means he's going to get the team into their set and crossing half court was still 21 seconds on the shot clock. So luckily the magic got a lot of young guys who are going to have a lot of energy. So we'll see if they can match, match that Mosley's energy on the coaching side every night. Got to watch out for that consistency. Like I said, with the, a lot of the young players, speaking of the young players, let's talk about some of the important pieces for the magic this season. And we could start with, Many people are already calling him the face of the franchise, but that's a lot of pressure to put on this man. But Jalen Suggs, he fell to number five in the NBA draft after the Raptors passed on him at four. Only 20 years old, so he's still young, but he was an absolute star at Gonzaga and was the leader for the Bulldogs as they made it all the way to the national championship game before losing to Baylor. He, he's gained a reputation as a playmaking combo guard. He can get to the rim and finish at the rim, which you don't see too much with guards in this era just because there's so much focus on outside shooting and jump shots. But Suggs is one of those rare guys, breeds, who can get to the rim. He's also an athletic defender. He's got a lot of size to his, his, his uh, frame and a lot of physical strength. Whereas you see some guards now who don't really try too much on defense or put in the bare minimum effort. The One of the key things that the Magic fell in love with Suggs is just his mental approach to the game. For a guy, as I said, just 20 years old, he has a level of intensity and focus that you normally wouldn't see out of a 20-year-old in the NBA or any sport in general. And that's why I think Suggs was picked by the Magic because obviously his physical skills there, but they really enjoyed what they got from his mental side. So he's going to be playing point guard, and 
I, I'm going to say that he will play at least 20 to 25 minutes a night to start and eventually work his way up. Maybe his consistency will improve as the season goes along. And from there, we'll see if he can become a leader of the team. Let's talk about a couple of guys who were expected to be a big part of the franchise last year, but injuries kind of derailed that process for them. That's John Isaac and Markel Fultz, both of them signed contract extensions in December of 2020, Isaac getting four years, 80 million, Fultz getting three years, 50 million. Isaac was already hurt with his torn ACL from in the bubble in 2020. The injuries now happened 14 months ago. So most people would believe that soon enough, Isaac's going to start working his way into games. He'll definitely be on a minute count to start, and he might actually be on a minute limit the whole year being that it's a rebuilding year anyways. And then you got Fultz. He was the number one pick for the 76ers in 2017. He tore his ACL on January 20th, only nine games into the last season. Uh, But Fultz was showing signs of progressing after getting traded from Philly to Orlando in 72 games during 19 and 20. He averaged a little over 12 points and five assists. And then He was even getting a little better in that counting stat department through the eight games of 2020-2021 with 12.9 points and 5.4 assists. So improvement was happening. You could see his shot was improving. He wasn't thinking so much or felt so much pressure to produce. And I think that's going to carry over eventually when he does come back now. It's been nine months as of today that he or close to nine months in a couple of days, it will be that since he's torn his ACL. So we could see there is a possibility that he will be back maybe around the new year. But as I've already said a few times, this is a rebuilding year. No need to rush him back. It's more about getting Isaac and Fultz, you know, back into the, the, the swing of things, getting used to the game pace and, finding themselves again, getting back to the level where they were at before their injuries so that by the end of the year, they can carry some momentum into the offseason with the younger players, such as Suggs. Another key player that on the, on the younger side who was drafted last year, point guard Cole Anthony. Uh, Anthony really was forced into a bigger role than was expected when Fultz went down with his ACL injury. And he, he held his own. I mean, obviously, he had his consistency issues but he got a lot of opportunity a lot of experience he was averaging 12 shots per game and got up to 4.1 assists per game on a 24.3 usage rate so take that what you will but Cole like I said did get a lot of experience and it's going to be beneficial for him this year he will be playing with Suggs he might play a little bit of shooting guard a little bit of point guard just to Get some versatility to his name. Then there's the first rounder from 2019, Chuma Okiki, a power forward who can also play a little bit of small forward or center if needed. He got to got up to 25 minutes per night last year once the, the trades happened. The numbers don't jump out, 7.8 points, four rebounds, but he has, from what we've heard from interviews and rumors, his Outside stroke has improved and his mid-range game is getting better and better through work uh, behind the scenes. And he possibly might step into a, or that's a jaded statement right there, possibly might, but there are rumors he could step into a slightly larger role 
but there is concern because he has not played in any, he didn't play in any of the four preseason games. He has a bruised right hip from an offseason workout. Mosley has said that he is expected to be ready for opening night next week against the Spurs, but that is a concern to keep an eye on. And then maybe the, obviously the big battle is at the, in the front court at center with Mo Bamba, former first round pick and Wendell Carter, another former first round pick with the Bulls who came over in the Vucevic trade. And, you know, there's, they have, they're, Battling for the same spot. They got different skill sets. Bamba's got this enormous wingspan and he can shoot. He hit 41% of threes in the preseason. And he actually looked really good in the preseason, averaging 11 and a half points, 3.8 blocks. Him and Carter, you know, they, they played a little bit. They played a lot together in the preseason. Carver, Carter averaged 25 minutes, Bamba 20 and a half minutes. They started together in the third and fourth preseason game. So it'll be interesting to see how Mosley handles this. I would suspect they want them both in the lineup. You could put Bamba at the five, Carter at the four. But then that pushes Okiki to the bench with all the guards that the Magic have. So it'll be interesting to see what the rookie head coach Mosley does as he figures out which direction to go in. He also got the six foot six wing RJ Hampton, who's showing some two way star capabilities in the last preseason game. He had 20 points, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals. Very impressive work from him. You got the veterans, as I mentioned before, Terrence Ross, he's 30 years old, could possibly be traded during the season if he's putting up good performances. You got Gary Harris. Who, and this is going to be an odd statement, but being at 27 years old, he is going to be one of the veterans of the team and that, over his years with the Nuggets. And I have a quick little soundbite here. We hear from Gary Harris after his practice from today, Friday, October 15th, just talking about what the team needs to do in terms of mental focus as it goes from preseason to regular season. I mean, it's, no matter what we did, I mean, good, bad, and different, like the re uh, regular season uh, is way different than preseason. Preseason doesn't matter. Those stats don't count. It's a whole new season. Uh, each game matters. So, you know, the same mistakes that we had in preseason, you know, we can't continue to make the same mistakes. So we got to continue to grow, continue to get better. Uh, now we have a real test of, uh, you know, what's going on. So, Gary, speaking like a true leader, putting the message out to the younger players, you know, that preseason – over doesn't matter now we're moving on to the regular season things change players start to step up on other teams you know they start to really hone in and focus this is where the games matter and Gary obviously with a good message there showing that he's going to have to be a leader of this team especially in the backcourt where there's so much youth with Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony so there's Harris and I, I don't I, I feel as if the Magic won't be as eager to trade him compared to Terrence Ross, where Ross, you know, at, like as I said, he's 30 years old now. Not that he's getting old, but you want to maybe take advantage of getting him out and getting something in return before he starts that post-30-year-old decline. But Ross still an excellent shooter, 
and an asset to the team. And he could also be a veteran presence to these young guards. He's seen a lot in his, in his career, especially with the magic with having a bigger role, the biggest role of his career. With that being said, moving on to the preseason, uh, the magic, they went one and three over four games. They tried all kinds of different starting lineups out. Wendell Carter started the first game. Mo Bamba started the second game. They both started the third and fourth game. Gary Harris started all four games. That's not really a surprise. Suggs and Anthony started two games each. Suggs, you could tell he looked like a rookie. and He averaged 22 minutes per game, but he did not play in the finale against the Celtics. But you could tell him and the other lottery pick from this year, Franz Wagner, that they both are going to need time to develop, which is no surprise. That comes with all, all rookies, no matter where you're picked and how much hype you have carrying into the year. But especially these two, you don't want to hurt the they, the Magic, obviously don't want to kill their morale or their mentality. And they just want to develop. And that's, as I've already said, the key sentiment of the season for the magic develop 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 and figure out who's going to be a key part of the future and who needs to go and also for the for Mosley and his aspect he's got to figure out what works and what doesn't in terms of his coaching style because as I've said he's been an assistant his whole career this is his first head coaching job full-time and he needs to really develop a culture of winning, focusing on the right things, lead, lead these guys, mentor them as possible, as much as possible, I'm sorry, and figure out, like I said, what works for him, what with this group of players, how he can reach them, whether it's through different forms of management, so to speak. And he was on the jump soon after he was hired, and he was talking to Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson, who he was a former coach of and as an assistant and Perkins asked him a question, asked him about what his plans are, how he's planning on instilling that culture of winning. And here was Mosley's answer. Well, the one thing that has been apparent with this young group already is how connected they are. You know, they want to see each other succeed and they're willing to play with one another. They're willing to uplift one another. They want to play in alignment with one another. So a lot of times that's just me getting out of the way and kind of helping guide them so they can be the best versions of themselves. And the thing that we you talked about with how do you do that as a team is doing the work every day. I don't think we can skip steps no matter how we go about doing it. It's, it's doing the work every single day and believing in one each other and lifting up each, each other every day. Now you've been... So... Mosley, like Gary Harris, had good sentiments. He was, as I said, you need to for that culture. That's going to be the biggest thing, especially with so many young players that are not, not the, the big fish in the little pond anymore. They're going to have to learn together as a group. And Mosley, too, like I said, all of them are going to be learning. There's going to be a lot of nights where you're going to see that potential rise and they look like world beaters. And then you're going to have nights where it's just like, did these guys forget how to play basketball? So that's something to keep in mind and watch over the next year or two with Mosley. And with it being a full rebuild, Mosley's going to get a few years to, you know, get this team together and figure it out and contending. I would, I, in my opinion, I would say he'd get, he'd get at least three, but you never know. 
As for the rest of the team, it, with, with Suggs and Isaac and Fultz supposed to be leading the way, and then you have R.J. Hampton, Franz Wagner is going to be an important piece in the future. He adds versatility. He has some ball handling skills. I, I assume as the season goes along with Suggs, he will have his minutes increase and then if injuries happen you know they might have to step into a big role like Cole Anthony did over on fansided.com Philip Reisman Reich who is actually the editor at the Orlando Magic Daily and hosts the Locked On podcast for the Magic he had a great article that he brought out today with five big takeaways from the Orlando Magic's preseason and as I said before, Mosley, when he was brought in, everyone was suspecting him to put an emphasis on the defensive end, which for Magic fans, you know, that's something that they may not be too great or too happy with the idea because the previous head coaches, Stan Van Gundy and Steve Clifford, they were a def- defensive minded head coaches. But the difference what we've seen with the preseason with Mosley compared to those two is that there's much more energy and getting pressure to the ball handlers and trying to shoot into those gaps and get steals compared to Van Gundy and Clifford, where it was more of just keep your man in front of you and avoid getting out of position. So, and obviously with both sides, there's going to be pros and cons with this energy side of it with Mosley, you're going to see there's going to be times where these young guys who are looking to make a name for themselves are going to, be overambitious and look bad and get crossed over. Just it's going to lead to some open shots, but that's what rebuilding and development's for. And for magic fans, you just got to be patient and hope that these guys eventually work it out and get to a point where they can be contenders in a couple of years. A big takeaway from that same article was how Mo, Mo Bamba just took the world by storm in the preseason. Like I said earlier, he averaged 11.7 points, 3.8 blocks, seven rebounds, shot 41.7% from three. And he, he just looked like a different player in the preseason. And he's, it's a lot of people are putting this bus label to him, but he's had a lot of issues with health. I mean, last season, he had COVID and he became, he had says he experienced long-term issues with it. So that can lead to issues with recovering in the conditioning area, but there's still a lot of potential for Bamba and having a new coach like Mosley comes in, gives him a fresh slate. There's no preconceived notions heading into a season any with this season anyways. And he's really intriguing. He's got all the potential in the world and, in my mind, I think him and Wendell Carter make a good pairing in the front court. How much will they, how much will that be utilized? That's up in the air with Mosley's decisions and, and Bamba and Carter both have rugged injury history. So there might be nights where neither of them play or one of them might play and they get rested alternately. So, but you can tell in the preseason, especially defensively that, Bamba's a new guy, and he's really benefited from the tutelage of Mosley and his staff. He's a lot more aggressive, and for the Magic, hopefully he can carry that into the season, especially with the season opener next week. He prob- I would say that he's going to 
average about low to mid 20s for minutes per night and could work his way up to 30 if he shows that he's durable enough and doesn't miss a lot of games. So, and for Carter, he his play has forced the coaching staff and front office to try to play them together, this experiment of putting them together just because there's so much potential there. Now, will either of them stay healthy? That remains to be seen. Carter in the preseason averaged a team high 12.5 points and 8.8 rebounds. So, and his 71.4% effective field goal percentage has shown that he's worked on his outside game. So, and we've already seen Bamba, he can shoot outside too. So it's going to be a big focal point of the team this year, along with the development of the young guys. And as I said, Wagner and Suggs, it's going to take a little bit of time. Another big thing from that article that I picked up was that the pace was a lot quicker for the Magic. With their offensive philosophy still coming into motion and Mosley wanting to get to that 21 offense, it was actually surprising to see that they had the they were last in pace in the NBA preseason and possessions per 48 minutes with 98.6. So it's going to be a work in progress. They have a lot of talent at the guard position to figure it out. And as I said before, consistency is going to be key. You know, there's going to be times with the offense that it's about they're going to look great. They're going to be in a groove and it's going to they're going to look unstoppable hitting everything. They're going to have a lot of space, but. There's also going to be times where it, when they get into that set, especially when you're rushing up court like that, where it gets broken down, things are going to happen. A block or defensive alignment is going to have these young guys thinking. And when young players start to think, and you see it in every sport, when you start to think, you make mental errors, whether it's a turnover or a foul or whatever. So that's going to be – Interesting thing to see with Suggs and Anthony, the younger guys. Fultz, he's a little bit older than them, but this is going to be new to him being in this offense. So only time will tell. And and when Fultz gets back and Isaac will get to see the full strength of this young team overall. And maybe they'll start to carry momentum into the end of the season or the second half. Maybe – and not, not a winning record, but maybe you can get to 500 or not have a long losing streak. Uh, the Magic's win total, according to Vegas, is the lowest in the NBA at 22 and a half. So I would take that. I, I think they're going to go over the 22.5. I, I, I would say they're going to get close to 28, maybe 29 wins, or if they get on a hot streak, 30. So there is hope, Magic fans. <laughs> I know there was some doom and gloom there, but I do believe there is some good things that are going to happen for the Magic in the future. And with that being said, looking at the schedule, they start next Wednesday night against the Spurs, which will be an interesting battle. The Spurs also not necessarily rebuilding, but they shipped out their biggest name in DeMar DeRozan. And they got guys like Deontay Murray and Derek White taking over. Jakob Podol, Keldon Johnson. So that's going to be another young team. And it's in San Antonio. So it's a good road test for the Magic to start their season before they come back home on next Friday. They have the Knicks coming to town and then 
on Sunday, two days later, they will be playing the Knicks again in New York at MSG. So that'll be a fun experience for the younger guys like Suggs and Anthony and Wagner. After that, they come back down to Florida and we'll play the Heat the next day. So it'll be a tough road back to back with the Knicks and the Heat. And then they come home that following Wednesday and we'll play the Hornets. So good tests in the early season. Uh, obviously, the, the Heat are going to be a playoff team probably in the East. The Knicks will be a playoff team unless both these teams get a lot of injuries. The Hornets, a lot of potential there with young guys with LaMelo and and uh, uh, Terry Rozier. So a lot of good tests for the this young squad coming out. There's very likely chance they could be 0-5 after this stretch, or if they can show that they can hang, maybe they can pick up three wins over that stretch of time. Anyways, this was a fun time. I hope everyone enjoyed this. Once again, this was a hoop ball presentation, and this is the Hoop Ball Orlando Magic Podcast. I'm Alan Barney. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. My handle is Alan, A-L-L-E-N-J underscore B. And I look forward to seeing you, got, hearing from you guys, your feedback, and we'll see you next Wednesday as the Magic get ready to play the Spurs to open the 2021-2022 season. Everybody have a great weekend.